Hey everyone, this is Brandon with the Variety Sports Podcast. You are listening to the seventh inning stretch. Now to your hosts, Logan Stone and Josh Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the seventh inning. No, we are not moaning here. We are the seventh inning stretch. I am your host, Logan Stone, and with me is the mountain man himself, Josh, Josh Edwards. Um, maybe not, maybe not doing too much of the uh, the moaning right there. It sounds a little. You know what? Maybe we can. Maybe we can change it to a, like an triple X MLB talk show. Oh yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good man. How are you? Long way to work again. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a work week. That's for sure. Um, we are no longer heathens for uh, celebrating uh, MLB on Easter Sunday. Uh, so it's a regular fr- Friday now. So um, hey, they, play, they played on Easter. We can we can talk about it on Easter. Yeah, that's my rule. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so let's just go ahead and get on with this show because i have a couple of topics um you may have a couple of topics i didn't ask you that but uh you may um but let's go in first with the chicago white Sox's tim anderson uh has been suspended one game for giving fans middle finger apparently he's appealing it um you had a couple of thoughts on it i'm just curious okay so i've never really heard of tim i mean i've heard of him but i don't know much about the guy so I was just curious because um, you got a little bit of a better perspective on the rest of the league than I do outside mm-hmm. of the NL Central. Is he a bad seed? Does he have a bad attitude? Is he just having a really rough start to the year? Um, I mean, this is what his third – this will be potentially his third game he's been, spent, been suspended in the first, what, 15 of the season? Yeah. <laughs> For two separate instances? Yeah. Um, so I love Tim Anderson. Uh I I want the Cardinals to get him. Uh, so he has a right now he has a three thirty three batting average, three fifty one on base, eight seventy nine OPS, and a one sixty one OPS plus, um, with what one home run and five RBIs right now. Um, he's a good player. He's a he's he's a kind of a sneaky sneaky player. Um, he's been in the league since two thousand sixteen. Um, hasn't. I mean, hasn't. Anyways, he's a good player. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, he he doesn't take shit. Um, he uh, so like I think about two years ago, um, he uh, he was doing something, and uh, I think he bat flipped when he hit a home run, and these uh, the other team got really mad at him, and like they the bench is cleared and everything. So he, he hit another home run and he, and he made a bigger uh, flaunting of it. And it was a walk-off, I think actually, now that I'm thinking about it. So that's just his kind of nature. Uh, He's got like this like sass, like he's not going to take crap from any fans or players. Um, And so I think that was just kind of his thing. He kind of went, I mean, that's, that's a little overboard right there. I don't think it's like the worst thing you can possibly do, uh, flipping off the fans, but it, 
Um, it wasn't a smart thing to do. I think he's, yeah, he's pretty emotional too, uh, from what I know, but I, I really like him. I enjoy him as a player and I, I enjoyed the, uh, uh, his antics that he does. Okay, cool. I just was curious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a, besides Trey Turner, he's one of my favorites. I think he's a very underappreciated player. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Foreshadowing. Um, anyways, uh, on to the next one. Uh, MLB released their players of the uh, their players of the week. What was it on Monday? So uh, last week's player. So now it's technically last week's players. Um, Jose Ramirez uh, is the AL. Uh, 11 for uh, 23 with a 478 batting average, two home runs, two RB, uh, two doubles, and 11 RBIs. I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, both of those home runs were grand. No, it wasn't both grand slams. Well, it might have been because I think that was actually like the 11. Anyways, um, Seiya Suzuki was the NL's uh, player of the week. He went seven for 17, 412 batting average, three home runs two doubles and five RBIs. Um, so you kind of misunderstood what I, uh, the thing that I, I sent you, my bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, did you, do you have any thoughts on their uh, Jose Ramirez and Seiya Suzuki? Uh, I mean, I would say those are well-deserved. Um, you know, I mean, Suzuki seems to be the real deal. I think we said this uh, last week or week before. Yeah, you know, great opening week. I mean, he seems like he's the real deal. Good for the Cubs for getting something for their fans to show up to the park about, um, make things interesting. Uh, the other guy says Rodriguez, right? No, Ramirez. He's a he's a player. Yeah, yeah he's um, a player, man. Um, I, I I can't I can't I can't knock either one of those guys with the week they had. They, they, those are good picks by the MLB. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and so we're going to bring up our own uh, – so I'm not going to talk about too too much about Jose Ramirez because he may be mentioned in a second. Um, we did, we're did we doing our own Players of the Week, so we're doing the Variety MLB Player of the Weeks or Players of the Week. Uh, go ahead and tell us yours, uh, uh, Josh. I went with uh, Franco out of Tampa Bay. Uh, he had a great week. I think he hit over 400 no strikeouts the last six days. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention tonight he had two home runs. <laughs> yeah. So Did he... uh, I had to go with him. Nice. And he had uh, seven extra base hits in those last six games. How many extra base hits did you say? Seven. Damn. Yeah, uh, that's – he's a – he he's not underrated, I don't think, but he's uh, I don't think he's getting as much attention as he should this uh, year, in my that, opinion. That's because he plays for Tampa. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, I'm pulling up his stats right now. I wanted to I wanted to look at this. Uh, no, I don't want to get a subscription. Uh. So, so since uh, April 15th, he's had nine hits and 22 at-bats, four, sing, uh, four of them singles, 
four of them doubles. You said th- uh, three home runs? I think three total last week. I know he had two tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. That's uh, pretty good. Um, yeah. So who's your NL player of the week? Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're. I don't think you're going to be accused of being a homer uh, on this one. That's uh, he had, he had pretty two well. bad games this week. Did and he? Have... He just, yeah, he had two bad games. I think he went like zero for six at one point on a stretch, and then he's been hot ever since he got out of that. So I was like, yeah, you gotta stick with my guy. Um, he's still leading. He's still in. One or two in the five major categories for offense in the NL, or at least that was as of this morning. So yeah, he um, deserves it. I saw something on uh, Nolan Arenado today uh, about his last week. I'm going to be a homer because I never get to be a homer. I always have to be like the little asshole who's like pissed <laughs> off at everything. Uh, so this season, Nolan Arenado has a 405 batting average, 468 on base. 881 uh, slugging and a 1.349 OPS, five home runs, 14 RBIs. I think this is not old. Never mind. Um, 14 RBIs in 11 games. Oh, and he leads the MLB in F4 with a 1.3 and a uh, WRC plus two with uh, 284 and slugging with 881. So, yeah, he's leading the league in um, almost every stat. Um, And MLB just uh, released – they're doing their own uh, top 10 hitting power rankings, and Nolan Arenado is number one. Um, Nolan Arenado – we said it on the Cardinals episode, and I think we mentioned it in the last week uh, on the Monday episode, but – Nolan Arenado is on a different level this year. Um, it's I, – I wasn't disappointed in uh, Arenado's season last year. You know what? I am going to play homer. Um, but it was definitely – it definitely seemed like he was a step down from the player he was in Colorado. This year, I swear, it's like – I know it's only – it's not even May yet. But it seems like Arenado has done like it's not even the player in from the Rockies. It's like this new Nolan Arenado, and I'm I'm loving it. Um, you need to expand more on that, or uh, do we need to move on to my? Well, I mean, um, so you know, I, we've talked about before. He said he was really disappointed in last season. And we both said last season that he was not bad at all. He was still, you know, up there in the rankings. But he talked about how he wanted to reach his full potential. And he went and he worked and worked and worked in the offseason um, at his own center in California. I mean, he's got his whole setup in California. It's uh, He calls it his uh, – what was that thing that – the guy from Ridiculousness. Oh, yeah, I don't remember right now. Yeah, but he had his little his – little, place where they did the, the the TV show and everything. Well, Arenado compared it to that. It's his own shop. Yeah. Um, and he invites other MLB players to come out and hit and watch film and work. And, and he just said he wanted to come out and have a better season and reach his full potential. And that's why I don't think he's going anywhere. 
I think he's at the end of the year, he's signing a career ending deal with St. Louis. He apparently loves it here. He's still trying to get story or was trying to get story to come out here and play ball too. Um, and we can't mention he looks fantastic defensively. Mm. Yeah. Mean, he, he is he, just whipping the ball over the field. His, his, uh, his defense just still amazed me, amazes me. Um, I watched a little bit of Scott Rowland as a kid. I think he's better I, than Rowland. Yeah, I think he's better than Rowland. And I love Rowland. Yeah, I mean, we grew up with the big three. But anyways, um, yeah he he had a down year with an eight oh seven uh, OPS and a one uh, one twenty one OPS plus. Uh, for those of you that are counting at home, a one hundred OPS plus is the average. Um, and a 710 is an OPS is the is an average uh, hitter. So he's way above average right there. Um, yeah, but uh, we better n- uh, knock it off on Nolan Arenado for a minute. Okay, so for mine, I'm going with uh, Jose Ramirez from the uh, AL. Um, I think he deserves it again. Um, I think he's kind of the other guy that no one's talking about. But in 22 at-bats, he's got eight hits. uh, Two of them are doubles. One home run. Uh, I think he had another one tonight. But um, six RBIs and a 400 average. Yeah. And let's see what else. Two walks. Um, Really – He's had an he's having a great year. Um, that's kind of gone under the well, not really under the radar radars for the big guys, but um, yeah, he's my AL player of the week. Um, yeah, uh, his season. I want to talk about his season for a second. He's uh, tied for or he's first in average uh, with a four twenty six, first in RBIs with twenty. Second on and slugging with 830 behind a uh, Nolan Arenado. Um, a 1.30 OPS, which is a uh, third, and third in F war, uh, one point with a 1.1. 1. 1. Um, in the MLB's uh power rankings of hitters, he's number two. Um, He's doing really great, and he's always been one of those players that's just always great. And anyways, so didn't have this. I don't think he's going to win MLB's uh, Player of the Week, but I wanted to talk about him. So, um, and my NL player is going to be Carlos Rodon. He played two games this week and allowed only five hits in those two games and one run. No home runs, only four walks, um, and 17 strikeouts uh, for an uh, 0.75 ERA. Um, I was worried about Carlos Rodon, and I'll let you talk in a second. Don't worry. Right now, I'm just I'm just going off a little bit. Go, uh, baby, go. <laughs> um, yeah, I was worried about him um, at the – in the off season, uh, I thought he was going to try to get a big contract and 
it was going to be it was going to be bad for a team and if they got him and he's going to be injured but i mean he's done really good this year and especially this week with his two games um he's just he's he's showing everyone that he's um he deserves to be paid the big bucks and i hope he gets it uh i know he's only got a two year deal but after this uh i hope he gets some big money. Uh, what do you think of my players of the week? Also, I was a little, real, little shocked with uh, Rondon, but after you listed off his stats and what he did for the week, I totally think it's justifiable. Can't knock that at all. Uh, I like that you picked a pitcher. So that's a little different. I don't. Tip- I mean, I I was about to say I don't typically pick pitchers, but uh, this is the first time ever, so technically I do typically pick pictures uh it was weird i i just was picking some guys up and looking but uh anyways what were you saying i mean i just i, I agree with you on the contract thing um i'd like to see him get a big payday but he is an injury risk when he's healthy he's he's good man he's a good pitcher uh way above average but i mean i couldn't give him any more to your contract about the gm i want to see him be healthy for a full year Especially when I'm paying the big bucks. You want a longer contract, take a little less money each year, and I'll deal with the injuries. But mm. no, he's, he had a great week, um, and his team is playing really, really well right now. So I mean, so that helps. I mean, they're hitting a lot of balls. They're scoring a lot of runs. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's getting the help on the other side as well. So I'm I'm good with that pick. I, I can't argue that one. Yeah, I want to I want to reiterate his uh, in his three starts that he's had, he's gone 17 innings which isn't a lot, but considering his injury, how injury-prone he is, that's pretty good. He's got 29 strikeouts, um, which leads the MLB uh, in 80.88 FIP, a 3.61 ERA+, plus, a .82 WHIP, 4.2 hits per nine, no home runs allowed in his, uh, this season yet. You watch next game, he's going to get shelled. Uh, <laughs> and a 15.4 strikeouts to, uh, per nine, which leads the MLB. He's on fire, and he's he's deserving the big payday he got uh, with the Gi- Giants. Um, okay. Uh, is there anybody else that we need to talk about or mention? I, Honor- I, was, I was flirting with Shohei Otani mm. to put him up there. He pitched, um, he pitched really well this last game that he did. Yeah, and he's been hitting the ball fairly well. He's got three home runs. Um, mm. And, you know, I think – I mean, I know we all have a high expectation of Shohei Otani at this point. Yeah. But he's still a pitcher, and he's playing the outfield. So, I think the other guy a little bit of credit. Um, he's an amazing player. He's going to be fun to watch. And he's got a long career left, or at least I hope he does in the MLB. So, mm. I'm sure he'll have other weeks where I can put him up. Yeah, he um, his pitching seems to be doing a lot better um, than it was last year, and he was really good last year. I just so a group led by Dave Stewart placed a bid for an expansion team in Nashville. Uh, the bid was, I believe, two points, uh, no, two billion dollars, maybe three, um, and. Yeah, so uh, an expansion team in Nashville. 
Uh, I think they're naming it the Tennessee Stars, if I remember correctly. Um, what do you think about this? Boo. Boo Nashville or boo an expansion yeah. team? All of it. Okay. And here's my here's my thing. I oh. like having even numbers. Mm. So that means if you bring another team in and you're going to go to Nashville, we got to put a team somewhere, which fine, that opens up Montreal to bring back the Expos if they want or some other city who wants a baseball team. Um, but if you're going to bring in an expansion team, come up with a better freaking name. Like, yeah. come yeah. on. That's yeah. so weak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's not going to st- uh, stick. I don't know how these expansion teams work. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be in the central. Uh, That's what I would think. But, I mean, I don't – It's we're probably three years from it actually coming up. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's – it's it's weird. Um, I mean, it's a weird name. But I'm glad that Tennessee's getting a baseball team finally. Uh, hopefully the – I mean, they've been taught – They've been rumored to have a baseball – like, they've been rumored to be getting one for the past five years now, it seems like, uh, trying to expand with Montreal also. Um, but, yeah, it's I'm, – I'm interested to see it. Um, Why wouldn't they just take Oakland and move them to Nashville then? I mean, I mean Oakland – I mean, Is Oakland wanting to move to Las Vegas, though? Well, I think so, but if if you want a team in Nashville, why don't you just take Oakland and move them to Nashville? I mean, Tampa Bay's kind of got the same problem, and so does Miami right now. They can't fill the stands. Mm. You know, even though Tampa Bay typically, at least the last few years, has been a good team, they've been competitive. They still can't fill the stands. I mean, was it – it was before COVID, if if my memory serves me correctly, that they were doing – some games up in Montreal? Am I right or wrong on that? So they announced that they were going to do that um, this year. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think the fans didn't like that. So they were like, well, okay, fine. We won't be. Like they were going to split some of the games in uh, Montreal and some in uh, Tampa. Well, as a season ticket holder, if I was in Tampa, I wouldn't like that either, to be honest. No. Because you're going to discount the rate of my tickets, and, and I'm going to get them cheaper. But yeah. we don't need any more baseball teams. We already have enough teams that are bad enough as is. We don't want need to dilute the system anymore mm. and the league anymore. We need all the teams to be competitive. So can I go on a rant for a second? Do you mind? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. about time you do. So <laughs> what bothers me about almost all the pro sports leagues, and, and you're going to have bad teams in every sport because you can't have comp- equal competition top to bottom in all the sports. Yeah. And somebody's going to call me out for this, and that's fine. I don't care. It's my opinion. This is my podcast. Deal with it. Or our podcast, excuse me. The Thank NHL is the, is the one major North American sport where it seems like top to bottom, there's the most parity. Now, of course, yes, we've got a few bad teams in the NHL that just don't seem to compete. But if you look at it, the Seattle Kraken just beat the Colorado Avalanche. Mm. No, the Avalanche playing all their players because they've already locked up the number one seed. Um, 
in the West. No, but there's still the avalanche and the Kraken of the Kraken. You don't see that in baseball as much. You don't see it in basketball. Heck, you barely ever see it in football. The problem is the leagues have gotten so damn big that they're diluting and you don't have enough talent to compete with the top. You don't have enough good talent to compete with the great talent. Mm. So, no, I don't want to see an expansion team in baseball. And if you do, you need at least two more teams so you can keep it even. And really, at that point, you need six. So every division has the same amount of teams. I didn't like it when the NL Central back in the day had six teams. And I don't remember what division had four. The West. Yes, I didn't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things that gets me going. I like things to be set up equally. I like things to look beautiful on paper. No, I don't want an expansion team. I don't want mm. it, but I don't have any control over it, but that's my opinion. Huh. You bring up uh, good points. I mean, I, I wasn't thinking about that. I mean, um, maybe they I – mean, maybe uh, they start bringing in more guys from Japan, Korea, and all the uh, all those places. But, yeah, it's – I mean, I'm sure that we're going to find ways to – fill in those uh, roster spots, but yeah. Now that's actually up. a good idea. You, you might have just negated my whole, my whole rant. If you the, can open up to the international market and bring in the top players from Korea, Japan, uh, more of the top players from Central America, because we know these kids out of Central America can play the game. Um, maybe, maybe that's that way you can make it more competitive, but why aren't they already being brought in to make the bad teams competitive? Well, and you know yeah. what? They need to get rid of tanking. Some way or another, get rid of tanking. I was tired of tanking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna address that tanking thing because I have an idea, which you probably are gonna hate, but <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna it throw it out there. Um, but first, uh, I think that they're trying to fix that with the international draft that they were talking about during the lockout. Um, I think that's gonna be next year that they bring in the international draft. I don't know exactly how it works, but um, maybe that's their way of trying to get um, more international players to come. So that way they can get more teams and more, but um, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, Uh, but I do know that the international draft is coming out. And anyways, but my idea is, so let's say that we get six teams, we get, one in uh, Las Vegas, one in Nashville, one in Montreal, one in Oregon. Um, where else needs a place? Uh, neither Dakotas have a team. I don't think the Carolinas have a team. Carolina would benefit from a team, I think. Um, I would throw another team in New York. No. like the Screw that. New York and California have enough sports teams across the board. Brooklyn – assholes or something i don't know but <laughs> anyway. i mean I'd, I'd go mississippi or louisiana mm. oh louisiana i would love a louisiana team or um, even go middle of america go oklahoma or something mm. yeah anyways uh but like uh so they get six expansion teams i want to start seeing relegation there you go i love it dude i love it yeah yes, I, I love it i want and like like triple A teams become major league teams and then major league teams become triple A teams. Oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. No, I don't or know. Or something like that necessarily, but yeah. I, 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 I oh, hear yeah. the regulation, but we'd have to work that all out. Yeah, it would, but yeah, regulation seems 
like I think that's the only thing about soccer that I like is regulation. Is we like, call it regulations. It's relegation. Relegation, <laughs> not regulations. Oh my yeah. god, I'm stupid. We both did it. We both did it. I'm tired. <laughs> um. Anyways, but yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting. Um. But anyways, I do uh, think that's the coolest thing about soccer, by the way. And I don't yeah. like soccer. Yeah, I like think. I watch the World Cup and stuff, but I'm not a soccer fan. But that's the one thing I love about soccer because it gives those teams that are up and coming a chance to move up, and the teams that aren't performing kicks them down and makes them go rebuild. Mm. So if you want to go rebuild, do a rebuild, and then bring another team up that's ready to rock and roll. Like bring up the Banana Crew or whoever they are. <laughs> oh yeah, the Banana. Uh, what is it? The oh crap, that team. Anyways, they're a fun team. Uh, Savannah Bananas. The Savannah Bananas. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. So this week, all the AAA teams introduced the pitch clock to their games. Uh, one of the games lasted only an hour and 54 minutes. The uh, pitch clock is set to come to MLB in 2023. Um, what do you think about that? Um, if a game's that fast, they're going to have to drop the ticket prices because I'm not getting my money out of it. I can't drink enough beer. Mm. <laughs> Which um, I mean, it's AAA, so really that might translate to like a two-hour, thirty-minute game. But I mean, that's true. I mean, I heard the average is twenty minutes is what they're knocking off the game. Yeah, which that to me is fine. Mm. Yeah, um, but like, man, that's um, it's kind of weird. Like, if you, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone really has a problem with the pitch clock. Um, but I like – I mean, I think anyone who does have a problem with it is just not really angry about it. Like you can't – I don't think there's anyone who has a legitimate reason why it is the worst thing ever or such a bad thing. Um, I think like it adds a good pace to the game and some of those pitchers just drag things out way too long and it needs to be stopped. Um I love pitchers. See, I'm on the other side. Yeah? I, I think the batter's dragging out too long, man. One pitch, oh. step out of the box, adjust your cup, yeah. play with your gloves, tap your hat, drag your bat across the plate. Mm. Like, pit, pit, batters are just as guilty as pitchers take yeah, too long. Yeah, that is and true. I think what this will also do on the pitcher side of it is you see some of these pitchers who throw, you know, between 98 and 100, or let's say 95 and 100 every pitch for this basketball if you watch them on the mound, they throw a pitch. Then they get the ball back. They walk around the mound. They take 30 to 40 seconds to throw the next pitch. And I think that's because they have to regather themselves to be able to throw that hard again. This is going to put strategy back in the game and make controlling your pitches that much more important. So I think it'll add a very – I think it'll make the game a little bit more competitive. I think it's going to mess up some pitchers because they just – they're a little bit more deliberate. It's also going to make batters stay in the box longer. This is why I'm all for it, at least for one season. I want to see how it works and see if it if it has the effects that I think it will have effect at. Or, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Let, let's see if it will have the effect that I think it should and will have on the game. Mm. Uh, I, I think it will be fun that way. Um, so I'm all for the pitch clock, to be honest with you. And I think if I saw it right um... – if you don't like deliver a pitch within the first like couple seconds or like by the allotted amount of time, like you get 
the batter gets a ball. Yeah. An automatic so, ball or something. So it's 14 seconds with nobody on base, and it's 19 seconds with somebody on base. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then uh, also if the pitcher – like if the pitcher doesn't like or get set quick enough, they can just jump off the rubber or – like they can get set and then jump off the rubber. At least that's what I read. I think it's um, limited. Is it limited? Yeah, and then there's some other rule that I think they're using or they've discussed using where you can only try to pick the runner off two times per bat oh, or something. And I don't know if that's being used or if it was just discussed. I hmm. saw it somewhere, so nobody take that as gospel. Um, we hmm. see a lot of rumors right now. We're reading reports about rule changes, so – we're just trying to bring things to light. So if it's not happening or it hasn't happened or it's not being discussed, don't crucify us for it. <laughs> yes, please don't. I'm too young for that. Um, yeah, if I I hope that that's not limited. Otherwise, we're going to see an uptick in stolen bases or something. Good. Oh, you want stolen bases? I told you, man. I loved '80s baseball, and I, mm. I was I was born in I was born in the late '80s. And I've watched classic games from the 70s and the 80s. 80s baseball and early 90s baseball was so much more exciting than the game is now. And this Mm. is why the youth doesn't watch the game. Nobody manufactures runs anymore. It's all home runs and strikeouts. Yes, I get to be the old man on my soapbox. Get off my lawn right now. I want drag bunts. I want steals. I want manufactured runs, and I want it to be fun. Mm. Yes, I love watching the long ball. Yes, I love watching strikeouts. But, golly, some of these games are boring because that's all you ever see. Yeah. Yeah, it's – yeah, it's it's weird. But, yeah, I, I would like I, – I just wouldn't like seeing someone steal third because the pitcher threw over to him twice and then he – I mean, I guess it doesn't really affect it. Maybe I'm – Let the catcher make a play then. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the skill back to the game is what I'm saying. Yeah. The other skills. I understand what you're saying. I I definitely agree with you. Don't get paper out of baseball, as John Boy says. Uh, (laughs) It's – don't – yeah. It's my big problem with analytics. But anyways, we can get on that one whenever we don't have a real show. (laughs) Um. Let's see. Okay, so there was a collision between oh, yes. the Padres, uh, Luke Voigt, and uh, who was it? Stevenson. Tyler oh, Stevenson. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler Stevenson. Stevenson. Um, I, before we get into the after drama, which Tom McFam always seems to be in the middle of. Sorry, um, I jumped ahead. <laughs> oh, no, it's totally fine. Um, what did you think of the slide? Did you think it was dirty or... Uh, we've kind of discussed this in the past, my opinion. I'm perfectly if, – if, if the catcher's in the way, if he's trying to make a play on the ball or he's got the ball in his glove, um, I'm perfectly fine with collision of the plate. I love that. I think it's a sin that they took it away from the game. Um, it, it looked fairly clean to me. It might have been a little questionable, but I was okay with it. Yeah, um, I thought it was a clean play. Um, I, I don't think – I think it looked like uh, – Voight was bracing himself and he didn't want to hit his face against the catcher's uh, helmet. And he just kind of had so much momentum against him. 
that he just it shoved Tyler Stevenson down. I mean, I mean, I may be wrong, and Luke Voigt is an asshole, and he just totally decided to body slam him or whatever those uh, wrestle moves are. Um, but anyway, so uh, Stevenson left with the concussion, and then Tommy Pham decided to open his mouth and said, I know a guy who owns a gym in San Diego. I want to fight Voight. I think he said he beat the crap out of him, but uh, can't quote that, I don't think. Um, what do you think of it? I say we line this thing up at the end of the season. They put it on pay-per-view, and they let these two boys go at it. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be a five-second fight because Tommy Pham's a little bitch. Um, I don't now, care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh I mean, for those of you guys who don't understand Tommy Pham, he bitches about everything. He makes a big Ooh. deal out of nothing. He's he's a prima donna. Yeah, he's complained about the Cardinals not uh, putting him up in the majors earlier, um, which may have been a problem. Uh, uh, he's complained that the Cardinals weren't doing enough for him, uh, even though they did more than enough for him. Uh, then he gets traded and he's like, oh, I didn't realize how much I'd, met, I'd miss the Cardinals. And then he starts complaining about the Rays and the Rays fans and how they, how the Rays fans aren't true fans and all that crap. And then I don't know if he did anything in San Diego, but being a little bitch. Um, so him saying that stupid crap against Voight, who he, he went through the farm system with Voight. So he... He knows Void. Um, that's a little bit of an asshole dick move, I think. Um, but whatever. I'm not going to get too angry about it because it's Tommy Pham, and Tommy Pham is struggling with being a good player. So Let, Let's add to it. So Tommy Pham said that he was going to be all about him this year. He wanted to get his numbers. Mm-hmm. He didn't. That's why he went to Cincinnati. Yeah. And he is hitting the ball horribly bad this year. Mm. Um, and I just think it's hilarious. And I was a Tommy Pham fan when he was in St. Louis. Heck, I Tommy even rooted for the guy when he was out there in Tampa Bay. Mm. Like I really didn't have a big problem with him. Um, but the the older he's gotten and the more cocky he's gotten, I'm just like, you know what? I want to see the fight. You know, you know, they're doing the match between the football players doing golf. I want to see the fight between a couple of baseball players who have beef. Yeah. He's, Put it on TNT for the world to see. <laughs> I don't know. That Luke Foyt guy, he may actually kill him. Um, yeah. T- uh, let's see. In 38 at-bats, he's got six hits uh, for a 158 batting average. Um, yeah. Nine strikeouts. Not bad. Five walks. Not bad. Um, three RBIs. Two home runs, though. So I don't I know. He's still got power. Yeah. I'm just surprised he's got two home runs. I think the other day, whenever I was looking at his stats, he was like horribly bad. I mean, this is still bad, but whatever. Okay. I'm over Tommy Pham now. Okay. Uh, you have anything else to say about Tommy Pham, though? Nope. On to the next one. Okay. So Ronald Kuna Jr. is set to make his return on May 5th. Exciting news. Woo, I, woo, woo. 
baseball is good whenever uh, Acuna is back. Uh, I saw his first game uh, with the Triple A affiliate. I don't know if you saw some of the highlights, but um, he he uh, going back to the unwritten rules, but the he had like a three zero count, and uh, the pitcher threw a ball that wasn't that was like it was a ball and like you could tell uh, and Acuna started walking and the umpire thought he was showing him up. And so he, uh, he called it a strike. And so Acuna starts putting his stuff back on and then he uh, takes another ball and then he kind of disrespects the ump. And then he, uh, and then he starts, he bat flips, which made me laugh. It's just Acuna is so great. And then, he made a pretty good play. Uh, he caught a fly ball, and that was pretty nice. And uh, one of the fans was videoing him, and the guy, uh, Ronald Cunha, blew a kiss at him. So that was sweet. Um, yeah. What do you think of uh, Cunha coming back soon? It's good for baseball, so I'm good with it. Braves need but, him. Yeah, they do. They'll, <laughs> let's, let's not get into the Braves right now. They did get a win tonight, but. Did they? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Jose Altuve has gone on the 10-day IL with a left hamstring strain. Uh, big blow for the Astros, even though it is 10 days. Uh, they aren't doing so well. Um, I they don't lost think. tonight, too. Yeah, they almost got no hit yesterday, I think. Um. Yeah, they're six and six right now, and they're playing pretty easy teams. So uh, Jose Altuve needs to come back. Um, Padres set an MLB record for games without any errors with twelve. Um, it's pretty interesting. I, uh, it's kind of funny they uh, don't have any errors when uh, Ron, uh, not Ronald Acuna, but uh, Fernando Tatis. Ju- Fernando Tatis Jr. isn't playing. Um, God, he's a terrible defensive player. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's a heck of a lot of fun to watch his play. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I mean, they don't pay him for his uh, defense. They pay him for his offense. So, hey, and he he's pretty good whenever he's on offense. Um, what do you think of this MLB record? Surprising? Yeah. A little surprising, but I mean, it's the MLB. You're in the MLB. I don't expect a whole lot of errors, anyways. I think any team should be able to go 10 plus games without an error. That's just me having high expectations, I think. Um, A little unreasonable, probably coming out of my mouth. But it's good good to see. It means they're playing good fundamental baseball. They're playing smart. Um, And that's probably why they're winning some games right now. Yeah. Um, Except for tonight, they're getting smoked, but. Against the Dodgers, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I not to sound too much of like a fan, but I was honestly surprised that the Cardinals didn't hold the record before. Same, because they have. I mean, let's be honest. Like, this is not Homer sounding, but the Cardinals do have the best defense in the league, and it's not even close. I don't think. Nope. I can't think of a better outfield defensively. Not combined. Yeah, not combined. Uh, definitely not a better infield defensively. 
Okay. Now, offensively, we can we can talk about anything. Uh, anyone's better than the Cardinals? Uh, no, okay, not anyone. I'm sorry, I, that's I'm not that's out. not true. Uh, like the Braves infield, but anyways, um, yeah. So that's just surprising uh, for me. Um, Braves traded Sean Newcomb to the Cubs for right-handed pitcher Jesse Chavez. Chavez was with the Braves last year when they won the World Series. Um, what do you thought? Uh, think about this. Did you get a chance to see this? I I, I saw it. I haven't I haven't dove into all the uh, stats of it and everything to check out the details. It's an early season trade, so I'm not. It's not a blockbuster to me. We'll see how it affects the two teams involved. Um, I may have more to say about it in a couple of weeks when we see a little bit more out of it. But uh, it, like I said, early season trades, unless they're blockbusters with big names, I'm not super worried about them. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So last year, he uh, in 30 games, he had a 2.14 ERA and a 2.01 FIP. Uh, he was he was really good. Um, he's, you know, I was looking at him not too long ago, and he's his he's had a sneaky career. He's been in the league since two thousand eight, um, and he's he's been pretty good. Um, with the Cubs this year, he hasn't been too great. Only three games, uh, six three uh, thirty five ERA and a. Let's see, a 535 FIP. Um, but, I mean, it's early in the season, and you're playing in Chicago uh, in April, which is not good. And anyways, um, yeah, I don't know anything about Sean Newcomb. Do you? Oh, no, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> you, just said, you just said that. All I'm saying uh, is, all I know about him is we can call him Newcomb. Uh, I think he's been injured most of the time. Yeah, he's uh. Last year he pitched thirty-two games, with a three sixty wit uh FIP, and a four seventy-three ERA. Seven twenty this year and a six forty-five. Okay, so both having down years. Um. I guess they're just they've seen enough of each other, so uh that's interesting to me. Um but whatever. Uh do you have any thoughts besides what you just said? Nope. 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 Okay. And uh finally, uh we <laughs> we were planning on talking about Miguel Cabrera tonight, uh getting to three thousand hits. I was planning a whole thing and Wednesday, he went three for four, getting him to two thousand nine uh, nine hundred ninety nine. I was like, okay, cool. I can for sure start planning for this on Friday. And then, uh, hell, yesterday, I even said that he'll have it by the time we do the podcast. Yeah, and then yesterday he went zero for three, and then the Yankees intentionally walked him in the eighth inning, which backfired on them tremendously. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, my Yankee friends were pissed off on that um then today the tiger game was postponed so as of right now uh friday april 22nd miguel cabrera has not gotten three thousand hits 
So the tribute will hopefully be on Monday. Well, I think they have a double. I think they moved the game that was postponed to a doubleheader tomorrow. Mm. For sure. I think that's what I saw. So if he doesn't get it tomorrow, I'll be shocked. I Let me tell you something. I'm not shocked anymore. I <laughs> I'm just expecting him to completely fall off and not get a hit until Friday evening. Uh, next so he'll Friday. He'll break the record then. Will he? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, so no, no, he'll break the record for how many uh, – I don't know. I can't remember if I saw it. Was that bats or games between 2,999 and 3,000? Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's 12. But I can't remember mm. if it's games or at bats. Mm. I know it's a yeah. big difference, though. I, I think it's at bats. But, um, yeah, if we have to wait till next Friday, that, <laughs> he'll break two records at once. One yeah, that's, that's good and one that's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's uh anyways, I'm not gonna get too much into Miguel because we'll talk about him on Monday, but um yeah, was there anything uh else you wanted to talk about? That's all I got for uh news today. Can we we got a little bit of time left. Yeah. Um as long as you're still willing to talk for a few minutes. I'm there was something I wanted, a couple of things I wanted to touch base on. Let me pull it up okay. so I'm not talking completely out of my rear. Um, the NL East, there's okay. one team with a winning record. The NL West, there's four teams with winning records. Mm. Um, and the Colorado Rockies are number two in the West right now. So my question to you is, are the Colorado Rockies for real? Are they pulling the Cincinnati Reds where they're going to be hot the first two months of the season and then die off? Like, what's going on with Colorado? This is my biggest shock so far. Um, Yeah, I had them in my power rankings last week, and I'm happy to have them there because they've earned it. Mm. But, wow. Yeah. Um. So the Colorado Rockies, I don't know if you guys or you remember, but last week I said the Colorado Rockies at home are just something else. They look yep. like a good team. Now they are in a middle in the middle of a homestand, or they were. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. They so since the fifteenth, they were. They played the Cubs. They played the Phillies. Um, now their home standings are uh, they are six and four at home, still, and two and zero oh, uh, on the on the road. Um, let's see. Beat the Cubs. Uh, in the series and beat the Phillies in the series. Um, they may be the real deal, um, but I don't know. I, I think it's just that cores effect. And like, I mean, I know I don't like it whenever I say the players that uh, players who come from cores are, you know, bad, but um, I, I think the, I think they just have a really good home they know their ballpark and they just they excel at winning at home and they're not a bad team though. 
They're really not. They so have I was looking at that. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So I was looking at their roster between last year and this year. And I think what makes a difference for them is the DH. And you know I don't like the DH in the NL. I've expressed this plenty enough. But I think it's going to have – the this team is going to be one of the teams with the biggest impact. Because we looked at their lineup last year, they had like two guys you could pitch around, get to the get to the pitcher, and then you only had to pitch the six guys in the lineup. This kind of goes back to what you were saying about the Cardinals on our Wednesday night broadcast about the Cardinals having um, – maybe it was last week's – about having too many guys that we have – uh, that, that we, we pay just for defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at this, um, and you look at their lineup now, they have a complete lineup top to bottom for hitting. Mm. And it's all because they got rid of the DH and you moved people around. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Colorado is going to be a team I'm going to keep my eyes on for the next month. And then I'll, I'll give you my judgment on them if they're for real. But I wanted to kind of just throw that out to you and because we're talking about the whole MLB. Yeah, I'm trying to get better about watching the other teams. <laughs> yeah, but this is the one team that's kind of caught me off guard. Now the wet the NL West is just loaded with with games with good teams right now. San Diego's nine and five, San Francisco's nine and five, Colorado's eight and four. The Dodgers are about to be ten and three. So it just, but Colorado is my big surprise, to be honest with you. That is the one team that's playing way better than I anticipated, and then Philly is playing. Well, I told you, Philly's going to be good on the nights they hit, and they're going to get beat on some nights, and they're 6-8 and eight right now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those are my two biggest surprises in the NL, so I wanted to throw that out there to you. And then on the AL side, I don't know what's going on with the Tigers, and I don't know what's going on with the White Sox, but Cleveland's number one in the Central in the AL. And yeah. Seven and 7-6 with a plus-22 run differential. Yeah, it's uh, like what's going on there, and then Oakland is eight and seven with so a plus just, nine run differential. So on the Rockies, um, they are number one in team batting average. Number two, okay, we'll say that's the Coors effect. Number two in on base percentage. Number one in slugging. And number one in OPS. That's uh, look uh, the top three in the offensive categories are Rockies, Guardians, and Phillies. Um, that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, two teams that we thought were stupid. And listen, the Rockies are still stupid. They got rid of the best third baseman, and they got rid of arguably the well the best defensive shortstop, but is still really solid player in Trevor Story. Um, they had they had Arenado locked up, and then they said they got sick of him. Um, but then they get Chris Bryant, and yeah, they're confusing, but I mean, maybe Arenado was holding the team back because of his big paycheck, and they just couldn't afford all that, but, but then they get Chris. Anyways, it's a confusing team. But hey, they're playing good, and when they're playing good, that's that makes the West just that much more interesting. Um, yeah, it's I don't I don't know. I honestly I probably should be watching the Rockies more than I am. Uh, I think in the summer, I think they're gonna fall off a bit. 
I don't think they're, I think we'll probably forget about how good they started off, but Hey, maybe this is their kick in the butt that they say, Hey, we can actually do well and we can actually go for it. And then they try to go for the West three wild cards um, this year. So might as well. Yeah. Cause we were talking about the, the NL East providing two, maybe three teams. We, we might add that wrong. It may be a team out of the central, a team out of the east, and the rest could come out of the west. And, and I hate to say that because there's not a team in the west I like. And the only team in the west I like is the worst team in the division. D-backs. Yeah. And I don't even know. Uh, and I probably only like them, I honestly, probably because they came out when I was a kid. Or they yeah. moved out there when I was a kid and I loved their jerseys. And then in Little League, I think I was the D-backs twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so – I mean, I don't have any real logic to like the DX, but eh, the the only team in the West I actually care for. So that just blows my mind. Now, now go, now go do the AL. Go do the AL with Cleveland being number one in the Central. Yeah, it's uh, and Oakland being over five hundred. L- listen, the White Sox have been bruised and battered, and it's yeah. not even two weeks. They've lost Lynn for a month. They lost Giolito for uh, a couple weeks, and then they lost. Uh, was it Dylan Cease um, to Tommy John surgery? Um, there, they and like I said at the beginning of the year, it's that the fact that they have no depth scares me to no end. And you're seeing kind of the, I mean, not that I'm right because it's only a month in, but I'm right. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think, I mean, they're just not, you lose three of your big guys and then you're in trouble. Um, that's simple, really. I mean, and you have no depth. So it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, Garrett Crochet. Garrett Crochet is out. That's it. Joe Kelly's out for 10 days. Ryan Burr in their bullpen is out. Um, Yoan Mankata is out. I mean, they've been, they've just been injured. Um, and I, yeah. And the lack of death hurts them. Um, yeah, that's man. We'd probably have to go and, uh, like look at these teams like more in depthly over the weekend and then come back with the standies standings watch. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's Cleveland surprising. The A's are are still above 500. Yeah. They're above the Astros. And yeah. By a whole game in the standings, two wins. Let, let me tell you something. I said that the White Sox were going to lose the Central, and I said the Tigers were going to win the Central, and I said Houston was not going to make the playoffs this year, and then I said something else. Oh, the Cubs were going to make the playoffs this year. Um, if I could be right on like the White Sox and the Astros, I'd be, I'm, I don't care who wins the world series. I don't care if the Cardinals win the world series. I would be so happy that I just got two of those big things, right. For the reasons why, I don't know. I just like feeling smart. Um, but anyways, is there anything else that we need to talk about? 
No, I think we're in for a great weekend of baseball. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of good matchups. Um, I think the Phils and the Brewer crew are playing each other all weekend. I think the Rays and the Red Sox are playing each other all weekend. Um, the Cards have Cincinnati, which if they don't sweep, I'm going to be super disappointed. Um, San Diego, LA all weekend long. Uh, Toronto and Houston all weekend long. So, I mean, we got a lot of good baseball for this weekend. You know, if 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 you're a big baseball fan, you like watching whatever, get in and watch whatever you can. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm not, again. I'm just looking for a good weekend of baseball. Yeah, and just to rock and roll. I just want to see some good ball. Yeah. Uh, did too. you watch any of the Cardinals? Have you watched any of the games on the Apple TV broadcast yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I don't. Uh, have, I don't have Apple TV anymore. Um, because five bucks is too much for me. Why? Did you like it? So I don't have it either. But apparently. If you have an iPhone or something or other, regardless, I got to watch the game today for free. All I had to do was download Apple TV and it was free. You don't, I guess you only have to pay for like their shows. If you're getting the baseball, you can watch it on your phone for free. At least today I could. Um, I did not care for the announcers. Uh, they, they just, they were boring. They were boring. The guy who was on there was boring. The, uh, the girl, I didn't catch anybody's name because I was at work when it started. So I don't know who they are. The girl who was calling the game, she didn't do horrible. Like, really, I mean, I don't, I don't care if it's a woman or a man calling the game as long as they can talk intelligently about baseball. She was okay, but they were boring. Now, the cool thing about the Apple broadcast are, in the bottom right-hand corner, for every play, they're giving you percentages of what's going to happen next. Mm. So, like, an RBI or a strikeout or whatever. They're giving you the percentages in the right bottom right-hand corner, and then they're giving you betting odds in the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, at different times of the game. So it's those are kind of cool features. So if you just changed the broadcasters or maybe gave them some more training so they were more interesting to listen to, I would have been all about it. So it, it's cool, but at the same time, I still have my issues with it. So if you get an opportunity, man, go ahead and pull it out on your phone and watch a game when you get a chance. Um, see if you see those things I'm talking about. But other than that, if you yeah, so if you can catch one this weekend, go for it. If not, I'm sure you'll catch one throughout the season. It's is the lady the one with that weird voice, that little gravelly? I don't know. I heard some woman announcer, and it was like the worst noise I ever. Like she had a weird voice. Not to I, pull I've heard crap worse. on them. Have you? Yeah. I've heard worse. She wasn't like I said. She wasn't horrible. She was just boring. Yeah, I think the Houston announcer. I can't listen to the Houston announcer. He's a. Uh, He's got he's got that weird voice too, and I can't stand him. There are some guys who I just can't listen to. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's gonna wrap it up because we've been going for an hour and a half, hour and twenty. Anyways, whatever. Um, so, uh, any parting words that you want to bestow upon us? No, nah, everybody just go out have a fantastic weekend. Tune in for our uh, Monday podcast where we're gonna do our power rankings. And I think you have something else special planned for us for that podcast. So everybody tune in, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, If you guys have any suggestions or anything you want us to do or have any requests, throw it down in the comments. Brandon will get it back to us, and we'll be happy to get you guys taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we do have something special. I'm still trying to make sure Brandon's down for Monday. Uh, But anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah. Live long, prosper, watching damn baseball. Ooh, I like that. I'm good. That's gonna be my new saying. 
live long and prosper and watch some damn baseball. Uh, bye, Felicia's. 